Hi, this is Yvonne Brown, and this is a JADcast, produced by JAD Communications International, the organization that helps women to overcome limiting beliefs and achieve their highest potential at www.jadcommunications.com. Welcome. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for today's JADcast. We have as our guest Miss Irene Natividad. She's a recognized leader for women in the United States, and she wears many, many hats. She's also president of the Global Summit for Women, which is an annual international gathering of women leaders from around the world, and she co-chairs the Corporate Women Directors International, which provides the increased participation of women corporate boards globally. In addition, she is the Executive Director of the Philippine American Foundation, and most importantly, she runs her own public affairs firm, Globe Women Inc., which is based in Washington. In 1994, she was appointed to the Board of Directors of Sally May, a Fortune 100 company by President Clinton, and has received numerous awards in uh, her career. Welcome, Irene. Thank you. Uh, what prompted you to start the Global Women's Summit? Well, if you look at most of the international gatherings that exist worldwide, for instance, the World Trade Organization or the WTO meeting, the World Bank meeting, or any you know uh, political meeting among countries that the UN sponsors, there are very few women who participate. And that's largely because there's still very few women who are in charge, whether they are heads of countries or heads of corporations. And so we thought, well, let's not wait to be invited and let's not wait to be 50% of the leadership in every part of the world. Let's create a forum in which women can um, exchange ideas with each other uh, and they can self-invite. You know, nobody has to select and decide you're the one. So that's how it all came about. And it's become a forum for leaders um, with a special emphasis on, you know, exchanging ideas that work or programs that work um, so that we can jumpstart women and not have to start from zero in each country. Uh, the special focus of the summit is how do you advance women's economic status globally? Uh, and we look at it in terms of entrepreneurship. We look at it in terms of corporate leadership. We look at it in terms of how women who hold powerful positions in government can somehow espouse policies that advance women. We look at it from the nonprofit leaders um, perspective, specifically those that are, you know, business women's associations or entrepreneurial organizations. So all three sectors convene, and that was also very intentional, so that we could talk to each other across disciplines, and we're not just talking to the same folks each time. So that's how it all came about. And and that was uh, 15 years ago, I take it. I know. I've gotten old in the process. <laughs> <laughs> I noticed here in your uh, talk from the 2005 summit that uh, you reached a record-breaking attendance of over 900 women leaders from every corner of the world with 75 countries attending. That must I know. have been amazing. It was, and we didn't, you know, we never really planned it that way, and you know, you hope each time that somehow we rotate the summit by continent to enable you know, women from a particular region to access it. 
as opposed to having them come to one place, you know, or making them come to the United States only. And it that makes it very, very difficult because the host country each time is different and you have to start all over again, you know, with each summit because the players are new. Where, but it's worth it. Where are some of the places you've had it so far? Everywhere. <laughs> uh, let's, let's just go backwards before Mexico, which was our Central American um, uh, host last time. We were in South Korea, in Seoul. Uh, the year before that, um, we were in Marrakesh, Morocco. Uh, that was the first time we were anywhere in the Arab region. And before uh, Marrakesh, we were in Spain, in Barcelona. Uh, before Barcelona was Hong Kong. Uh, before Hong Kong was Johannesburg, South Africa, and so on and so on. <laughs> oh, that's, I mean, that's very exciting. And this, this 2006 uh, summit is in Cairo. Right? Yep. That will be Egypt is the largest economy in the Arab world. It has um, a fifth of the population of the entire Arab world. So it's a major, major player. And since the uh, business of the summit is business among women, we felt it was important to go to the largest uh, economy um, in that region. It's also a crossroads country because it's close to Europe. It's, um, it has access. It's in northern Africa, so it's part of African region. And clearly it's part of the Arab world, so it all intersects in that one place. Well, so that's how come we chose Egypt. Some of the locations that you mentioned, women are not a very big force. So, so what do you think? Well, you don't know that. Oh. You don't know that, and it's part of the reason. One of the things we want to do, for instance, in Egypt, is to break through that perception of Arab women as being sort of um, homogenous uh, and to show their, the complexity of their achievement. If I were to tell you that the head of the largest private bank in Egypt is a woman. Would you believe me? I would be surprised. That uh, the head of the Egypt Petrochemical Holding Company is a woman. The head of the largest advertising company is a woman. The head of Shell Egypt last year was uh, a woman, and now she is vice president of British Gas. Um, the head of um, ABN AMRO, which is a big bank, is a woman, and she was the first woman to hold the seat in the Cairo Stock Exchange, which she helped to organize, and so on and so on. I ran into a woman at a gathering, and she was head of a crude oil processing company to which the U.S. is now turning because of Katrina and, the, and its impact on the uh, oil processing plants in the Gulf Coast. They can't handle it because many of them aren't on their feet yet. So they were turning to her company to do some of the processing. And that's a, that's a woman, you know. Uh, and if you were to look at Qatar, Bahrain, uh, United Arab Emirates, um, Kuwait, they have some incredible businesswomen. And so we hope to gather some of them at the summit and to sort of uh, expose them to the rest of the world. And you don't have to say very much to show that, look, you know, the figure with the veiled figure, you know, that is cowering in the dark um, is not all there is. There are other women, and they run things. And there are women who come with their veils on. I remembered uh, at the London summit there was a woman from Sudan, and I asked her what she did. She was all wrapped up in this pink um, veil thing. 
She says, well, I'm an engineer by training, but I own an oil production company. I said, really? Now, would that be your image of a Sudanese woman? No. So, you know, uh, and you can say, well, these are the elite, these are the, well, yes and no, but um, some of them are just middle class, middle class. But what it does indicate is that women are players in these economies in ways that we in the West may not know. So I want to sort of, sh you know, show a little window on those women um, at this summit. Um, they are pretty incredible. Tune in next week for part two. You've been listening to a Jadcast. We hope this podcast helps you on your journey to achievement of your destiny. Remember to visit us at www.jadcommunications.com.